This program deals with themes of an adult nature and is intended for a mature audience. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside of this world. We must guard against the military-industrial complex. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! The questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I'm as proud as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! The power they took from the people will return to the people. The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. Shall I tell you what I find beautiful about you? You are in charge of the best when things are worse. Sooner or later, though, you always have to wake up. Be skeptical, but don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas at VeritasRadio.com. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, please make yourself at home. I want to thank you, Veritas member, for making our truth journey a reality. Please subscribe at VeritasRadio.com to listen to all segments of tonight's interview and all of our material. And for MMS, our futuristic metal-cased USB drives with all our seasons and bonus material, and now Vitamins. Feel the difference. Visit the Veritas store. And also, don't forget to visit our sponsors page. And to get in touch with us for member support, media inquiries, you want to be a guest or are a whistleblower. There's a link for you by clicking on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. And now, get ready for the telescreen, an empirical and philosophical study of the destruction of consciousness. Our special guest is Jeffrey Grupp, right now on Veritas. Jeffrey Grupp is an adjunct lecturer at Purdue University. He's a PhD candidate in philosophy at Purdue with an MA in philosophy from Western Michigan University and a BA in anthropology from the University of New Mexico. His professional research specializations are Buddhism, quantum physics, and economic and political issues in philosophy. Grubb has published a dozen articles in top philosophy journals on quantum physics, Buddhism, and attacks on metaphysics. 
He's the originator of the Mariological Nihilist Interpretation of Quantum Mechanics, which is a new interpretation of quantum physics meant to replace the largely metaphysical ones offered by Feynman and other physicists. Corporatism is his first publication on economic, anthropological, and political philosophical issues. He is also the author of The Telescreen and Telementation. You can learn more about Jeffrey Grubb and his work by visiting his website at www.simulationtheory.net. And directly from South Ann Arbor, Michigan, I would like to welcome Jeffrey Grubb to Veritas. Hello, Jeffrey, and welcome to Veritas. How are you? Great, great. Uh, glad to be on the radio show. This is the first radio show I've done in about uh, three years, so this is uh, <laughs> nice to be back on the air. Good practice for you. And by the way, that was a difficult bio to to uh, to read, not not because it was difficult, but because the mixture of modalities that you focus on, I mean, metaphysics and also economics, how did you get involved with, with the, these different parallels? Uh, I'm an inf- whether it's good or bad, I don't know, but I'm an information freak. Uh, I I absorb. I guess that's uh, quality of people that are that's born me. on the 11th of uh, a month. Uh, other days as well, but uh, 11s are often like that. And uh, for some reason, it just gives me great satisfaction. And I have many different interests. If something doesn't interest me, I don't acquire any information on it, and and can't even uh, have enough concentration to uh, learn anything about it. But uh, I just have a lot of passion for learning about a lot of things, and uh, for better or for worse, uh, that's what's uh, brought me to this point in my life, being a philosophy professor and conspiracy theorist, and uh, and so forth. This book, the Telescreen, when I saw it. I thought I need to get a hold, a hold of uh, Jeff because whenever I look at the TV, I know it is more than an information tool. It is a programming tool. What motivated you to write this book, The Telescreen? <laughs> Probably anger. <laughs> um, well, it's just amazing. People are unaware completely of how their consciousness is shaped in this country um, or world. And people don't pay attention to to little details or really even big details of how, you know, a couple of years ago there was some anti-war sentiment. This is an example on the 2004-2005 time frame with, uh, was it Cindy Sheehan, I think her name was. And quickly she was vanished or, or banished from the uh, mass media and uh, all anti-war sentiment quickly went away. So in other words, the point is, is when Cindy Sheehan, I think that's her name, if I remember correctly, showed up, a bunch of anti-war sentiment just covered the country all of a sudden. and But as soon as she was removed from the mass media, to my knowledge, and trying to pay very close attention to this, and people's thoughts and um, beliefs and behaviors with respect to war, all the anti-war sentiment vanished. So the point is, I could give a thousand other examples, the mass media controls people's the shape of their consciousnesses. If you, if you mention this to the average person, they'll say, oh no, that's crazy, no way, I'm, I have free will, and blah, blah, blah. But uh, And if you point out specific examples... Uh, even ones that are just immediate, not one from seven years ago or whatever, uh, of how, you know, if there's a school shooting uh, and then everybody else all of a sudden in a frenzy over the fear of guns and the fear of everything, uh, people will have a hard time believing that their consciousness is so radically shaped by this uh, corporatistic uh, mega system called the mass media, uh, trillion dollar industry. And, uh, People think the information is random, and they don't notice when there's these very sharp themes that uh, show up all throughout the mass media from 
uh, NPR to Fox News. For example, the Iraq theme entered the mass media in the early 90s. And it was always one uh, theme. Iraq is a threat, and we need to take care of that threat somewhere or another. NPR said that. Fox News, when it, came, when it was invented later in the 90s, said that. MSN, CNN, everybody in the, in the mass media said that. And everybody just went along with it. And if you ask someone, you know, and we, you know, we went into those various wars with Iraq. And if you ask someone, uh, you know, why did we go to, into those wars, they'll just simply repeat to you a sentence they heard on TV. Oh, because the terrorists hate our freedom or something stupid like that. Um, they're not thinking about this. They're just simply repeating. And there came a time in, you know, 08, 09, 2010, where I would ask people, why are we over in Iraq? And people would almost say, I don't even know, actually, because they would forget some of the cues that they were told on the mass media from the earlier in the 2000s. And then later on, they they just wouldn't have any reason. They would say things like, well, it's, you know, we have to support the troops. That's the big, huge thing in the mass media right now, support the troops, support the troops. And, uh, you know, if you ask the person, is it good to support troops that are uh, leading to so many civilian deaths over there, or, or citizen, you know, uh, non-soldier deaths over there? And, you know, people will get mad at you if you ask that question, because it doesn't go along with this uh, uh, mega system of information that we live in. And for some reason, people want to obey this system, even though it makes no sense, this mass media system that we live in. The mass media is the information source of people in the world. It is the shaper of consciousness in the world. I mean, the average person thinks the world they live in is normal, and it's, there's really no other way things can be. It's just kind of how it is. And then you show them a, a book or video about uh, hunter-gatherers living off the land in uh, Borneo or something, and people are shocked that some, it can be such an incredibly radically different way of living. And then they'll just forget about it, you know, five minutes later and go back to believing that uh, our way of life here in capitalist, corporatist, communistic uh, North America makes a lot of sense. And the truth is it doesn't. It's a, uh, like Frederick Douglass said, America was founded on unbelievable baths of blood, to paraphrase. And uh, this this country is a warmongering country. And I guess everybody's okay with that. I made one comment last year in teaching at the University of Michigan branch campus where I teach. And uh, it was it wasn't even really an anti-war comment. It was just a comment that wasn't, I guess, reverent enough. And I had a student that was a soldier freak out in the classroom. Made a he I got he spread a false story about me on Facebook. I had 25 death threats on my office phone the next morning. The university police had to be involved. It was a huge just because of one little comment. I started thinking to myself, people are just they really like all this war stuff. And it, it, but does a person actually really like war? Does a person like to be drafted or go over? You know, does a young man <clears throat> or woman who's in their early 20s like to give up all their dreams and passions and go live in a desert with in sweltering heat with horrible food and uh, bat poor conditions and you know put their life at risk? Of course not. But people will do it. Why? And so you have to ask, why will they? Answer this telescreen world we live in. I mean, we yeah you know, we think of the telescreen. That that word comes from Orwell's book. Uh, 1984, just one of the most incredible books I've ever read. And they had those screens all over the place um, in that uh, semi-fictitious world in the book 1984. And, you know, the screens would talk back and they would give everybody information. They would shape everybody's consciousnesses because that's basically the information source for everybody. 
And that's exactly what's going on here. And some people say, oh, no, there's just, you know, some TV, and you can choose what you want to watch, and so it's not really a telescreen world. And that's false. Everybody's carrying around these phones, and they get all their information constantly fed into them now more than ever. And all the, the information in the, you know, the 900 TV channels and the uh, all the different uh, AM talk radio, Rush Windbag and everybody else, those are uh, all in agreement with each other. In general, whether it's church or CNN, or Rush Windbag, or whatever, everybody agrees that, oh, we should be afraid of the terrorists. Oh, uh, support the troops. Oh, I guess war, we're just going to put up with it, even though it doesn't make any sense. So, I mean, we there is not really a diversity. There's just a huge telescreen nation. Even the Internet seems to be, uh, you know, you'll do searches these days, and the same sites show up every time, it seems like. You know, if I do an alternative medicine search, you know, let's look for a cure for poison ivy or something. Just to give an example, the same websites show up. You know, the uh, Lance Armstrong site is always right on there. It's one of the first sites. And, you know, and there's really maybe a couple sentences of you know, junk information, if that. And uh, it's just uh, – but, I, and, you know, the thing is, is, I guess what's got me frustrated is I guess everybody's just kind of okay with this. Um, you know, we're okay with – everybody knows that George Bush lied through his teeth about uh, even though George Bush is you know we, we all know he's a small player in this big mega corporatistic global financial system that he's just a little minor actor slash player but um everybody knows he's lied through his teeth about that and it was all just a big money or some kind of corrupt mess but i guess everybody's just okay with just forgetting that yeah it's okay we'll just uh do another war now we'll listen to the same sa- statements about iraq now we're supposed to believe they're a threat you know, all the same things we were told. The UN's investigating Iraq back in the day, and there's a big threat, and, but no evidence is produced. Same thing going on with Iran now, but it doesn't matter. Everybody just goes along with that. And uh, and then what's this thing about it here? Oh, war is good for the economy, really? Because we were in a war for we were in a war in the early 90s, and then uh, the economy didn't uh, uh, kickstart really until many years later. And then we were in a war for from 2003, the second wing of this bogus Iraq war, from oh, what was it, oh three to supposedly you know it ended a year or so ago. But the economy started kicking in after that, and it didn't. There was what eight years or so where the economy didn't do anything but actually go down. But yet all the economics professors around the world will line up and say uh, to their students, "War is good for the economy." Just an unbelievably weak correlation. So anyway, my point is is information shapes uh, our consciousnesses. And consciousness is what people are. Uh, it's, we're not a body. We're not a, uh, a bunch of flesh. What we are, if you take my consciousness and put it onto a computer, uh, I'll still think that I'm the same person. I'm the same me. But if you take my consciousness and destroy it, and there's just a body sitting in there, that's, I will say, well, I'm, I no longer exist. So I mean, the point is, is that he, what humans are is consciousness. And the word information, as I say in the first page of the book, the telescreen that I wrote a number of years ago is, you know, the information is kind of an interesting word. It's two words, inward formation. And that, there's no joke about that. You put something on the news that makes everybody scared, and the next day, everybody's scared. It's a real simple equation, but everybody has a hard time for some reason believing that their consciousness and their minds and their feelings are being shaped by the mega media system. Just just very bizarre. I guess everybody's comfortable with this, and this... uh, uh, crazy uh, scenario we're um, we're living in. Is this, what absolutely, do you absolutely, and I love your comment about uh, Rush Winback. Anyway. <laughs> I got that from uh, I forgot somebody else said that. <laughs> I like that. But what was the comment that you made uh, while giving that your lecture that caused the uh, the the 
eliciting. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. What, what, we what were, uh, yeah, we were talking about the. It was just introduction to philosophy, uh, and I was talking about the different philosophies of mind that week. You know, eliminativism and dualism and uh, para, uh, parallelism and so forth. And we were talking about dualism, the idea that consciousness is non-physical. So you really, your brain is kind of irrelevant. Your body is kind of irrelevant because the what you are as a person, your mind is a non-physical thing that's riding along or is somehow linked up to the physical brain. And I made a comment. I said, so if you die, if you get hit by a train, uh, I was trying to, you know, sometimes I'll try to make things, you know, a little bit funny, at least for students. Um, and, I, and then I said, if you get hit by a train or if you get blown up by a bomb in a war, you, uh, it doesn't matter because you you will live on. You will not die because your body dies, only not your consciousness, which is we were talking about as being yourself. And this student freaks out and said so he actually made up this story. I luckily I was recording my lecture, which I always do. I record all my lectures because if something good shows up, I want to throw it on YouTube or something. And I just played the recording. And I gave the lecture to the university, and that cleared the issue. But he spread a whole this story about <clears throat> how he said I was laughing about the troops. I thought it was I was saying it was funny that they were dying. All this time, I was thinking, where, what is the deal here? <laughs> this guy was just filled filled with such fury that he wanted to make up a story, which he knew I recorded my lecture, so I didn't understand why. Uh, you know what? If he maybe he forgot that or something, but uh, the issue was settled on my end the next day. But uh, with respect to him, I think he was uh, removed from the school, as far as I know. So, because it was a huge, huge, the police and media and everything was involved. So, it was. Uh, it, it just got me thinking. And you know, another thing that was uh, interesting there, Mel, is that um, what happened was is in the evening. It was the evening after this event happened. I started getting calls at my home. I don't know. I have any idea how these people got my phone call because I was in the process of moving and so forth. But, anyways, um, and these were very threatening calls. And uh, but a lot of people were saying things as follows: They were saying, you know, we veterans are everywhere, and if you make fun of us, we'll find you. We'll you can't escape us. We're all over the place, and we're all brothers. And I got to thinking, that is unbelievable. This is like some kind of a gang. They don't even know what they're talking about. They have no information. It can be so incredibly easily proven wrong, but they all just believe it right away and act like this crazy lynch mob, which is I thought was kind of a little different from some sort of a gang or, or crazy out of control mob. And they were ready to. They, they I got some pretty uh, pretty serious threats. A couple of them were were bona fide death threats. The university got involved right away because it was so serious. And uh, I just thought it was amazing how. See, that's what it is. People operate on, I mean, emotion is great. We all like emotion and, you know, it can lead to spiritual uh, feelings and so forth. But the average person is so incredibly stirred by non-logic is a good way to put it. And that comes from uh, living a life of being pushed and pulled through your emotions at every moment in front of the telescreen. If you watch, you you can be watching a football game. One minute you're cheering like crazy. Yeah, my team's unbelievable. And the next minute I'm, you know, down in the dumps because they fumbled. And then the next minute I'm watching a commercial, it's really, you know, one of those, uh, you know, really artistic commercials, and it really takes my passion away. And then the next commercial is some crazy action movie, and you're on the edge of your seat during the commercial. I mean, this isn't normal. How pe- This isn't how people are supposed to operate with these crazy, uh, non-logical, 
uh, careless emotional shifts up and down from moment to moment. But we get people are we become sort of addicted to this and raptured by it. Addict, addict, I use literally. If you take if you remove something from a person and they have withdrawal pains, you can roughly call that some kind of addiction. And that's what would, if you remove the telescreens from everybody, these phones and TVs and everything, uh, you're going to get a, people not knowing what in the world to do <laughs> all of a sudden, and it's going to have a whole lot of pain. So yeah, I just I just find it. You know, am I, I? I mean, I mean, very. I mean, in the world of conspiracy radio, which I've been involved in a lot through the last uh, ten years. Um, you know, I meet a lot of people with saying the same things to me, like, "What is going on? Is everybody just drunk or something?" Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.